Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back to another episode of Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I'm Ebony. I'm Amiri. And today we're going to talk about Hit a Straight Lick with a Crooked Stick, written by Zara Neale Hurston. <laughs> okay so as the people already know i've definitely read like the intro to this and oh my god there are so many people talking about this woman and it just made me really love her um let's see it's on a page yes the forward was written by tiari jones which actually made me really like Terry Jones because she is hilarious. No, she's really funny. She's so funny. If you ever listen to like an interview with her, she's like, she's a really good conversationalist. Yes. And like, I could definitely tell that in her forward. I'm just like, huh, I could actually probably be friends with this lady. She is, she seems like she's be a very good time. Um, no, but just everybody really giving Zorana Hurston her flowers it was really moving because like it just makes me understand that although it would it really does suck that most of the time you're not going to get appreciated while you're here while you're here Mm -hmm. but the fact that you can still impact people in the way that they write and see life is still worth it like although it may not seem that what you're doing right now is important yeah it's really your legacy what's important yeah it's gonna pay off so that was really moving and like reading her stories is just like this girl goes so hard for Eatonville she goes okay. so hard for Eatonville when I was reading and I was like dang we're back in Eatonville we're back in Eatonville we're back with the mule we're back with the mule <laughs> like pretty sure one of like two of the stories um short stories in this book was like like our copy and paste and yeah. put into their eyes are watching God. God and a lot of the uh characters and the short stories copy and paste and put in mm-hmm. their eyes are watching god so that was really fun reading that and just being like damn i wish people would go this hard for their city that's true because like nobody no one. goes as hard for their city as zora no Hurston does for edenville exactly maybe drake with houston he's not from there but exactly he, goes really hard for he does go hard for houston and i guess like his little I don't know all the people that's like on Drake's payroll, but I feel like a good portion of them are from Canada. So I guess he goes hard for his Canadian people in employment wise, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Houston is his, is his rep. Um, what was your favorite story? This is gonna sound so funny because when I actually listened to this, like be read to me. Oh, okay. Once again, because if you didn't know, you can hear a lot of books read to you on YouTube. Yeah, that's how I, uh, that's how I, uh, quote unquote, read Twilight mm-hmm. without having to buy it. I just like went and found it on YouTube. Right. Somebody just reads it to you. It's mm-hmm. really easy to do while you're like getting ready in the morning. Or yeah. Cleaning. And the story, I think it's called, I have the, st- the story titles pulled up. There's so many of them and I knew I wouldn't remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Conversion of Sam. Oh my god. I thought it was so funny. And I was like explaining this to Marlon. And he's like, why do you think this is funny? And I'm like, I think it's hilarious. It, it was funny because like this guy comes in with all this swagger. Of like, I don't have a job. I'm not going to get a job. And then he like meets his lady. And he's just like, I guess I can like, I can do right for you. And it's like, you have this like white man who's like, hmm. You seem like my kind of black. <laughs> yes. And he's literally like riding for Sam so hard. He gets Sam set up in this like apartment on like yeah. the night side of town 
when Sam like walks into the apartment, it's fully furnished with mm -hmm. all of the boss's like hand-me-down stuff because his wife wanted new stuff for their house. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, like I'm going to make this man like he's the kind gonna... of black I want to be around. Yes. And then as soon as Sam's old people were just like, oh, you think you're too good. And he's like, well, I'm not too good. And he starts like gambling again and hanging out again in their neighborhood. Yes. And then he loses his job because his uh, boss is just like, you're not my type of people. You're not my type of black. Like, no. And like the boss is having this like realization. He's like, wow, I treated you like you were white. <laughs> and you're and not. you still acted black. Yeah, that's like, crazy. I was like cracking up because I was listening to this like all week when I was getting ready in the morning. Yeah. And I was just like fully like almost in tears. I thought it was so hilarious. And Marlon's like, that's not really funny. <laughs> that's definitely institutional race racism and like, you know, tokenization. And I was like, but it's funny. He's like, I treated you white and you didn't even appreciate it. Yes, yes. And then like the uh, boss feels so bad for his wife. He's just like, you know what? I'll give your wife a job. She can be the maid. Mm -hmm. Putting it right back where people need to be. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm putting y'all right back where y'all belong. I, like, I tried to be nice to you. Yeah. You didn't appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I'm about to treat you like all the other blacks. Yeah. And like, I think it's funny. And I think it's like, <laughs> like Marla's reaction to it just reminds me of like how, um, like how people would treat Zora because they're just like, hey, you're not... This is not the new Negro that we were wanting. This is really old Negro. Mm -hmm. She's like, but this is life. So laugh. I'm I funny. Know. I thought it was <laughs> like I thought I was weak. Yes. I thought book books of Harlem was hilarious to me. Cause it's is written out like Bible style, like you're reading it like you're mm -hmm. in a whole Bible and they're just like, I want to go and meet women and they're like, No, marry this nice girl in that store and they're like we don't want Why? biscuits. <laughs> like, this nice girl in this store is gonna feed you biscuits and it's gonna be a good time. She's gonna bury all these kids. And he's like, but I don't want that. I want I want a Sheba. I want mm -hmm. a Jezebel. Which is a crazy thing that. to hear. I was like, wow. <laughs> he's like, I don't want that. <laughs> Do not give me a Mary, I want a Jezebel. Yes. And Period. so they go to Harlem and they're, they're from Georgia, right? Like, right. They're coming from the south to Harlem. And they're just like, we don't know how to fit in. Like, what is this? Like, how do we do Should things? Should have been at home eating biscuits. Exactly. <laughs> and then one of the girls is just like, hey, go and subscribe to this magazine called Vanity Fair. <laughs> this man, he does these things and he's like out here thoughting about all over town. And his buddy is just like, hey, I gave you some advice and you followed, like, what what are the secrets that I'm not getting? He's like, subscribe to the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the magazine, but my it's brother. Really funny because like Vanity Fair is just a woman's magazine. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never heeded any advice I've gotten at Vanity Fair. <laughs> Maybe it was a different time during the Renaissance, but Maybe. But it's just so funny. It reminded me a little bit of Red Pill. <laughs> because it's just like, oh, it's a science to it. It's a there's a science to it. That's how you get into a woman's head. You have to subscribe to these things and do these things, and then you'll be able to get a woman. Mm -hmm. da, da, da. And I'm just like, what? It's, it's not that serious. <laughs> it is just simply not You that have serious. to follow these certain things, and then you'll be able to get a woman. It's hilarious. And that's not a fact. You don't have to do that. Like, Zora, Zora is so... 
She's hilarious. And I, what I liked about this like anthology of short stories is that you would get like really funny stories and mm -hmm. you get like more serious kind of sad stories. Yeah, like the first story. Oh my gosh, the first oh, story. So I was sad. like, why would you do this to me? This is this is how you're opening up this book. Yeah. And yeah. I was worried. I was like, if they're all sad like this, I was like, mm. but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. The first story was sad for no reason. Yeah. Cause the man, that poor boy, I had wrote down notes. Anyway, John was just like, I want to go and I want to leave town and I want to do all these things. The father's just like, yeah, do it. You should, he's like, yeah, you should go see the world. And the mother was just like, no, somebody put a curse on him. And that's why he's acting like this. Others and the other, if you leave, I'm not going to talk to you. And the son was like, all right, all right. And Give me a year. Like a part where she plays like sick so that he won't leave. Yes, mm -hmm. like she's just passing out, just crying her heart out, like till she's sick, and he's just like, "All right, Mama, I'm not. I'll, I'll stay for another year. I'll stay for another year, and then I'll and then I'm gonna leave." And then he's just like, "Listen, I'm gonna join the Navy." And she's like, "Why are you doing this to me and your wife? You're so selfish. How dare you leave? What are you thinking?" And it's hilarious because this man doesn't really care about the fact he has a wife. Like, no, the wife is just in the background. She's just yeah. like, "Yeah, he wants to leave." He Stella's over here all upset. Like, how dare you marry me and, and then leave. leave? Like, I could have been out here marrying somebody else who would stay. And now you're trying to leave. And he's just like, yeah, I hear you, but I want to go. I want to see the world. I want to go. And as my wife, you should want that for me. <laughs> it's like the simple things. And then the husband, he's over here like, why don't you go with him? And she's like, no, I want to stay here. And she's like, why would you even suggest that? <laughs> he's like, why? It's too, it's too, it sounds too much like right. And I can't do this I, right now. I want to stay. Mm -hmm. The ending was sad because it reminded me of warning bells like how um the first time i ever heard of this was um from carlos's grandma mm -hmm. uh, she said that god sends her warning bells before people die mm -hmm. and i thought that was like super crazy and eerie i'm like man that's just some old folk talk that ain't real but i think that's really real i do because like whenever before um our niece Camilla passed away. Um, Carlos's car would just, the alarm would just go off early in the morning for no reason. It would just go off. And then it would silence it and it won't do it anymore. And then it would just go off again for no reason. And I was just like, what is happening? And then I would like get this like really eerie feeling in the face. Yeah. Of and I was just like, oh, something bad's about to happen, but I don't know what it is. And then, yeah. So I do believe in warning bells. No, I for sure. Like I'm, I'm fully subscribed to all that mm -hmm. old people stuff because <laughs> it makes sense to me. And it's just like, I guess what my thing about it is just like, why would God want you to know? Like, I why God give me gives, a warning? <laughs> I believe God gives you a chance to like get yourself in order. Yeah, you know, like um, before my uncle passed away, he like was obviously in really bad shape and he just I don't know like everybody kind of knew they were like you don't even get it together like you're you're gonna die in mm -hmm. that back room and he kind of just like really got back in a church really like was focusing on his personal like walk with God and stuff mm -hmm. and then like when they found him they were super worried because obviously when you die like 
it's it's a gross experience because everything comes out of you and stuff and they were like no and this man i'm not saying he wasn't like a well-kept man but like he wasn't like super into his looks and he didn't really comb his hair like clean up his nails or whatever yeah but when they found him his hair was combed his nails were clean like he was fully like just smiling in his bed mm. nothing was like coming out of him it oh. was just very like peaceful in a way. yeah and it i feel like it like gave the people left who were left peace but like i feel like warning bells too can come like in a different type of way because mm-hmm. the apparently the day before he passed like everybody was like really worried about him dying like i remember my mom calling me my uncle calling me and they're like yeah like i'm just really worried about you know your uncle like something I don't know, like, something makes me feel like he just don't got a lot of time left. Like, my grandma made his favorite meal. Like, she was, like, it just was on his her heart to make his favorite meal. Mm-hmm. That had been the last thing he ate before he died. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I believe myself, though. Like, I believe yeah. that God, like, is kind of like, hey, here's a heads up. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it also goes into, like, how close you are with people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you're, like, really, really close with them, I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to say it's frequencies or spirits or just things get intermingled where you just feel like, hey, there's something off with this person. And I don't even know why, but I feel it in my soul that there's something off. Like, I, before my friend, um, grandmother passed away, I had woke up that morning at like seven o'clock and I was just like, ooh, there's something wrong over there. Like, I just know there's something wrong over there. But I ignored it. <laughs> I was just like, no, whatever. I'm just going to go to work. It'll be fine. It's not a thing. And then, like, later that day, she called me and told me that um, her grandma had passed away. And I just felt so sad. But it was also weird that I would know. But but yeah. I feel like when you're close to people like that, like, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's just, like, being around a person and, like, understanding when something's off, like you were saying, or if mm-hmm. it's just, like, a sign, or if it's a mix of both. I can also do when people are pregnant. I always know when people are pregnant. Oh, my God. Like, my cousin, I knew she was pregnant before she knew she was pregnant. Like, I was fully, like, telling people, like, oh, yeah, Dominic's pregnant. <laughs> and, like, when she hit posted on her, like, secret account somewhere that she was pregnant, I was like, oh, I already knew that. Oh, my God. I was like, all right, confirmed. I was right. Yeah. Like, I can always tell, like, when an influencer is about to pop up and be like, I'm pregnant. Like, I always know when people are pregnant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of special gift it is. Because I don't even have, like, the dream about fish. I just be knowing when people are pregnant. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I ever come up to you and I'm like, Nebony. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. I would probably be one of those people that would deny my pregnancy. Like, I will fully, like, be in maternal clothes, and I will have the baby shower, but I'll be like, this ain't for me, though. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, something's wrong with her. Mm-mm. Full denial. Up until the baby pops out. My mom was like that with them, Kendall. Like, when she found out she was pregnant, she did not want to be pregnant that close after she just had her. Yeah. And she was, like, fully ignoring it. Like, wasn't going to the doctor. Wasn't, like, <laughs> she was like, mm, I'm not pregnant. Like, mm-mm, like, just and then when she, Right? Like, and it ha- she did this for months. So then when she like, went to the doctor, it turned out Kendall had like a heart murmur or something. So she was like, dang, I didn't take this seriously. <laughs> like begrudgingly, I guess. Yeah, she was like, I guess. I guess I'll take the proper medications and stuff. Because we are exactly like 18 months apart. Mm-hmm. So like I had to have been nine months old when she got pregnant again. 
I would be bitter as well. It's like I was also conceived probably three weeks after my parents got married. Oh so they had no time to themselves. They jumped straight into being parents. Mm -hmm. When they did not want to. They were like, we want to wait like five years before we have kids. Yeah. LOL. <laughs> and my thing is like, you know, birth control is a thing. But she I was guess, on birth control. Wow. <laughs> I was like, this should be known. <laughs> she was fully on birth control. But she takes her birth control the way I take my birth control, which is like... Super absentmindedly. Yeah, like... Like, maybe I'll take it, maybe I won't. But it's like, I take it never at the same time, which mm -hmm. is crazy because I have an alarm on my phone. But, like, I will dismiss the alarm and be like, okay, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll take... Like, I thought if you took two, if you miss a day, then it just, like... And my mom was like, that's not how... Listen, I thought that's how it worked, too. That's how... She said that's how she got pregnant with Kendall. <laughs> I thought that's how that worked. I, mean, <laughs> I know I've heard a podcast where the girl was like, oh no, like my mom's an OBGYN. If you miss a dose, you just take two the next day and you're fine. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I was doing that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Because I just like, it's one of those things that's not important to me. Like I know I need to take it because it'll like stop me, my body from wanting to like. Yeah. But it's like. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. I'm like, I'll get around to it. Yeah. Like, whenever I first started birth control and I was taking pills, I wasn't actively having sex, so I wasn't that worried about it. Mm. But, like, whenever I started having sex, I was like, oh, God, I need something else because this ain't working. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be playing with my life like this. <laughs> so I um, got onto the better stuff. Anyway, getting off birth control. Right. Back into John Redding goes to sea. He ends up dying at sea. Yeah. And his dad is like in the water with him, and the mom's like, "Bring me my baby, bring me my." Boy. And he's just like, he's "No, like, no, let's keep him here and let him see the world." Yeah, which is like so touching. It is kind of gross, but like <laughs> touching. Cause like I don't know, I I understood why mm -hmm. he was just like just let him go. But at the same time, I'll be like, let's get the dead body out, out of, of the, the water. water. Yeah. That we possibly like drink, like get our like water. This is taking place like in the 20s, so yeah. I don't know how like how pure that water is or anything like that. But yeah. it's like, what are you using that water for? Like, is this a, like the water you drink with or you wash with or you fish in? Like, and you just got this boy's dead body floating around. Like, please but take it out. <laughs> I get like the touching aspect, like, you know, let's just let, let him, him finally know. see the world. Yeah. Um, another favorite of mine is sweat. Which one was that one? Um, it's whenever, what's that lady's name? Okay, her husband is Sky, and he's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. So Sky like scares her every single day with like dropping a whip on her, yeah, or, um, popping up snakes around her and things like that. And he is a serial cheater. Then brought another woman into her house. The way that men in the 20s used to do this because anything I've read in the 20s were like oh yeah he brought his girl into my house and they slept in our marriage bed I would be going to jail because yes. I'm killing multiple people yes because like that is so foul and so disrespectful that's so disrespectful like you have the audacity because he hasn't paid a single thing towards the house not a single thing. So you're bringing some other broad into this house that she done paid for, done sweated for, and all of this, and you're just, ooh, no. There's Absolutely no way. not. No way. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. When people are like, I was born in the wrong era. Like, I was not, because I, I was would not. be in jail. Like, mm -hmm. they would have to string me up, because my husband and his mistress are dying that day. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
And I, I mm, no, no. And this is the one with the snake? Yeah. Where he's like, I'm gonna get this poisonous snake. Yes! The snake done ate three toads and like just propped it up <laughs> outside of the house. Like, ooh, look at this gift that I got you. Look at that snake. And she was like, get the snake away from the house. And he's just like, no, that snake's not leaving. I'm not leaving, your snake's not leaving. I don't know what to tell you. And his name's like, bet. And like slithered his way into the house. <laughs> she goes hides out in a bar. She's like, I'm, like I said, I won't be where the snake is. <laughs> She's done passed out from fear. And this man then winds up in the house and the snake and him are having this big old battle and she's over here hearing him call for her and she's like oh, oh well not my business oh well i told you get the snake out the house it was so funny oh god and the snake does bite him and he dies right yeah mm-hmm. yeah even though like when i heard it was like a rattlesnake because it's supposed to be a rattlesnake mm-hmm. like where i grew up rattlesnakes are everywhere like literally me walking home from school when i was in kindergarten to my grand because my grandparents house is down the street from the school i went to elementary school in so like me and my sisters and my cousins would just walk home mm-hmm. and like the school is pretty like the school is a normal school size but the field is huge and there's snake holes oh my god and there's like rattlesnakes in the snake holes Mm-mm. so like rattlesnakes are never something that scared me i guess because i was always around them mm-hmm. but like in my adult years knowing how poisonous they are i'm like Jeez, they probably shouldn't have had us walking with all the snake holes home mm-hmm. as young children. No. Somebody probably should have just picked us up. Yes. They were like, why am I picking you up from down the street? Walk home. No. Or there was no. even a time we lived in these apartments and like they had that like grass that grows just straight up. Mm-hmm. Like for de- or, like decoration. Rattlesnakes live in that. And see, no. So there was like a point in time where there were just like three or four, like they had to come and cut down all the grass because mm-hmm. they were just like basically just hoarding rattlesnakes in this apartment complex. Yes. Like my mom, whenever she, she grew up, she grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. So she said whenever she was younger, she would kill snakes and like, um, um, put them on these, uh, spikes and like put them in the yard and it would ward off other snakes. And she did this as a child. And I was just like, no, dude. I think it's funny that snakes had like the mental capacity to be like, oh. This is like, oh no, that's one of me. He's a I gotta go. Because <laughs> like in my head, animals are not that smart. So I'm like, but people do say that like some species of like lizards and stuff are really smart. So I guess snakes could be smart. I feel like they're smart because they're from Satan. So that, that literally <laughs> that is the the uh the thought process like they are snakes smart are, episode, they are smart. yeah yep they're tricksters and i can't no thank you i'm gonna dig it i like um the story about spunk yeah it re- almost reminded me of, i don't know why it reminded me of seven guitars mm-hmm. it just gave me that vibe i guess but i did love like the audacity of this man being like i like your wife and she's mine now and then, when like, his spirit, comes. <laughs> when his spirit comes and kills him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. There is, like, there's literally not a bad story in this. No. They're all really enjoyable to read. Mm-hmm. And they're not, like, you know how when we read Miss Muriel, like, yeah, it made you so dumb. You were like, this is, like, over my head. Like, this is over my intelligence level. Like, this felt like you were just, like, sitting on a porch listening to people, like, tell stories. Mm-hmm. And I really yeah. like that. I feel like Miss Muriel's stories was just like, they were too serious. And they were too like, 
I don't say like political, but like they wanted to teach you a lesson. Yeah. And these are just kind of like, don't cheat on your wife. Yeah. Don't take another man's wife. Mm-hmm. And it was just very like the aspect of them was so like theatrical. Like mm-hmm. it just sounded like when you're young and you hear like your aunts and uncles and grandparents telling these stories and you know they're like adding on a bunch of stuff that didn't happen because they want the story to sound better but you're just like hanging on to every word because you're like oh no no this is so wow and like you fully believe them that's how i felt these stories felt Mm -hmm. like the story where um there's the guy and he starts sleeping around with this girl and he kind of leads her on like i'm gonna marry you and he's like no i'm not gonna marry you and, yes. she, and she gets pregnant yeah and the mom goes to like the the witch doctor yeah, and like yeah. i need to kill him she's like cool do this mm-hmm. and he has like a heart attack mm-hmm. but like when the autopsy shows like it was like powder on yeah, his gun chest powder on his chest and then like it ends with being like but you know white folks won't believe that that i'm stuff so <laughs> oh well <laughs> and yeah. i'm like oh my gosh that sounds like like a story I've heard. I'm like, oh, yeah, you went to the hoodoo doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, like, I love how, like, like, how it's so interesting, like, the comparison of Anne Petrie and Zora. Mm-hmm. Because they basically did the same thing. Zora just did it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in Anne Petrie's, like, there was the wheeling New York that we kept going back mm-hmm. to. But... And there were like people that kept people's names that kept repeating, mm-hmm. but they didn't tie together or make any type of sense. But in Zora's, when she did it, it just made so much sense. You know when you're in Eatonville. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, Elijah's here mm-hmm. again, and um, yeah, it was just so cool. <laughs> it was done really well because like I I love a short story. I've never read like a short story anthology where they're not connected. Like they're just like a bunch of just like boom, 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 short stories. Except for like when you get that chapter on like all the little Eatonville tales. Yeah. But it's like, just after reading Miss Muriel, I was like, I don't want to read another book of short stories. Mm -hmm. And then after reading their eyes are watching God, because I know how Zora Neale Hurston writes and she writes the way she talks. And sometimes that is very hard to read. Yeah. Like it's hard to get through because you have to like stop and be like, Okay, let me like trans like I have to translate it in my brain. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this before I read it because I've read it in high school and I was like, oh, I don't remember like thinking that way. But when I reread it, I was like, oh no, somebody's gonna re- somebody has to reread this to me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like because I can understand it if I'm just hearing somebody talk with a southern accent. Yeah. But the reading of it, I'm like, oh, it's just like what word is this trying to be at this point? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At this point, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, and like I would reread. I would, some dialogue and I'd be like, all right, I need to take a break because my my brain isn't isn't here right yeah, now. Yeah, I would have to stop and be like, all right, because I was trying the way I was doing it. I was reading on lunch, like I was reading the book on lunch, like physical book, mm-hmm. and then well, like on my phone. But like, and then when I'd be at home, I would listen to it. So I was like jumping back and forth between reading and listening to it, and like when I would be reading, I'd have to be like. <laughs> <laughs> In some stories, I would have to like listen to again after I read it because I was like, I need it. I just need to hear it spoken to me because this is too much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely understood that. Um, I had wrote down opinions. Let me see. That's enough. Because like trying to think of these names off the top of my head isn't working. Mm-hmm. Magnolia Lover. Oh, with the, tr- with the, that's told from like the point of view from the river. Yeah. The magnolia flower. It was so sweet. I it think, was. I think it was like probably one of my best. 
well, yeah, it was one of my favorites. Mm. It's it was, probably my favorite. It top was a 10. really sweet story. Yeah. It was like really romantic and it felt like it felt like kind of the beginning of their eyes are watching God. Mm-hmm. Where like you see her like falling in love with the tree. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what I was getting from this. I was like, oh, it's it's giving the tree is my yeah. sexual awakening. But- Which is so <laughs> interesting that but it kind of makes sense. And it goes back, I feel like, to Genesis where it's like they have their awakening in a garden. I would have never thought to compare that to that, but that's such a good comparison. Like, because nature is, in a way, your first love. Like, you love how the sun hits your skin. You love playing outside and scraping up your knees on, when you fall on the ground and, like, all of these things. Like, you fall in love with Earth before you even fall in love with people. And some people never fall back in love with people. <laughs> some people are just like, I'm going to go hug this tree because you can't cut I it down. I am off the grid. It's me and my tree forever. <laughs> forever. But, like, I don't know. I get it. I get the innocence of... Nature. Yeah. And, like, I honestly would have never thought about this had you not said it, but, like, I remember just being a kid and just, like, laying in the grass, like, after it was just, like, mowed and there's, like, dew on the grass Mm -hmm. and, like, the sun's hitting your skin because, like, as a kid, you're never wearing a lot of clothes. No. (laughs) Like, you're just, like, in a tank top and play shorts and you're just, like, laying in the grass and, like, you can hear, like, the the bugs, like, crawling in the grass, too, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't gross you out. You're, like, huh, this is their home, too. Yeah. And, like, you can hear the, like, I'm feeling, like, a very specific memory of just, like, being a child. I'm, like, man, I need to go lay in some grass. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, as an adult, because I have not, like, I don't know, I guess I don't have that kind of relationship with nature anymore to where, like, there's no way you're going to catch me laying in grass. I'm, like, I'm going to stir up these bugs. They're going to eat me up. It's going to be too hot. I'm going to be sweating. It's humid outside. It's muggy. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel that, though. Because sometimes, like, even as an adult, like, I like to walk when I get off work, and usually, like, it's it's in the heat of the day, so it's, like, usually, like, 80 degrees, full humidity, but it's, like, sometimes, like, walking and just, like, being outside in the fresh air, like, makes you feel so good. Yeah. And you're, like, man. It's just, like, damn, I, I don't know, Some it's, like, that reset that your body Yeah, needs. like, yes. And, like, I never really understood <laughs> until I was, like, hmm, maybe it's because, you know, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are, like, studies on, like, grounding in Mm -hmm. which you're supposed to, like, spend some time of the day just, like, barefoot in the grass. Like, letting the sun hit your skin, like, being in the fresh air, opening your eyes to the sun. Like, apparently it does wonders for, like, your um, hormones. Like, it's like, if you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is go outside and, like, expose yourself to, like, morning air and the sunlight, it sets you up for a better day. Yeah, and I definitely feel that because, like... Being, like, locked in a stuffy room and then going outside in that first is so refreshing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it just does something to the soul. Like, especially, like, um, because I work in a warehouse and I go in at nighttime and I'm, like, there, like, throughout the majority of the day and I don't go outside. Whenever I go outside and it's just that first hit of cool wind and Mm -hmm. I'm just, like... Damn, this feels good. The breeze hits you and you're like... Yeah. Me, I go outside multiple times a day. So you're just like, what? Like, <laughs> I still relish it. Like, I, like, have my, like, hands in the sand. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, leaning back. The sun's hitting you. Like, feels really good. Like, and I'm very grateful to have a job in which we have to take kids outside many times a day. Because I'm like, 
can't sing it all day. I can't. And mm-hmm. God forbid it rains. Like, I can feel my mood shift. I'm just, like, mad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like look at that rain coming down. Ruining my day. I'm stuck inside all day. Like, I cannot do this. I love that. No, that's hilarious. Because, like, I remember one time I was going on a walk. And the bottom just fell out. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. It was the best walk I ever had just letting the rain come down on me and I know the people were looking at me like I'm fucking crazy but like man please go home (laughs) but it was the best feeling like I oh my god it was the best walk ever will I ever do it again probably not because I was soaked and I don't like that no I don't like because like I feel like you could never get warm enough after that like the rest of the day you're just gonna be cold Mm -hmm. and like clammy Mm mm-hmm and it's just like but like and then your your clothes like stick to you Mm mm-hmm See, we were just meant to be outside and naked because <laughs> being like, inside and having to wear clothes like really, really sucks the joy out of everything. And listen, God, God was onto something, <laughs> and and like and we messed it up. Those two people in the beginning just messed it all up. Um, a bit of our Harlem was pretty good. Is that's the one where um, the 16-year-old with the hunchback. Yeah. That one made me so sad. Yeah. It made me really sad because it's like, where he's like, well, I guess I can ask my grandma if I can marry you. It was just so I was just like, sweet. you don't have anybody to take care of you. Yeah. I was like. And I said, the innocence of ignorance is truly beautiful. Because he was just like, yeah, I can marry you like them white folks. And I could like give you something. Because like, they're both like, poor mm-hmm. obviously and i guess she's an orphan because she has no one right. and she's like i guess i got a nickel to give you he's over here like count trying to count to 100 and he's like i don't know what comes after 97 <laughs> but it's some of them numbers and it's like <laughs> like when i was first reading i was like what is happening mm-hmm. but then like the further i get i'm like this is so sad like this is so nice like they, there's no like other intentions or anything he's just like you need someone to take care of you i can take care of you mm-hmm. you don't have a grandma like me because my grandma takes care of me i can take care of you yeah let's get married and it's just like it's so sweet because like there's no undercurrent of like over sexual nature it's mm-hmm. just like i'm in a rough spot you're in a rough spot but i could figure something out so you don't have to suffer mm-hmm. and that's just it's amazing like, I was telling Carlos the other day that I truly love the love of friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a cliche whenever they play it out in, like, TV series and stuff like that. Like, we can beat him by the love of friendship. Mm-hmm. No, you can't. Anyway. <laughs> but it's just, like, the innocence of wanting to just be there and protect somebody for the sake of them not being alone. Mm-hmm. And it's just the most beautiful thing that you can offer another person. I truly feel, I am a big believer in like platonic love between friends because Mm -hmm. there is like, there's, I feel like in romantic love and things of that nature, like, and I love romantic love. I'm such a sap, but Mm -hmm. it's like, there's always the undercurrent of like, is this person let me back? Am I doing this right to obtain love? Like you feel like you're kind of like working for somebody's love or you're doing something for somebody's love. Yeah. In which friendships, it's kind of just like, I just assume this person's gonna love me. Like we're friends. Yeah. Like. It's just like, yeah, I know I have a limit, but I can probably push that limit a little yeah. bit. But there is nothing that I could do that's so wrong that this person would like not love me. And if in that case, like 
they don't need to be my friend. Like, yeah. it's not even, like, <laughs> it's not, like, there doesn't, and I honestly feel like friend breakups can almost be worse than, like, relationship breakups. Yeah, because it's kind of devastating in a way. It is, even if you don't necessarily really like, like, I used to be friends with this girl, and we only became friends because when I couldn't go back to college with my friend, she was the only person left in our high school friend group in town. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm, I can hang out with you. But, like, it got to this very... Like, and the thing about it is I didn't like this girl that much. Like, mm-hmm. I thought she was kind of, like, annoying. She made bad life choices. I hated her boyfriend. <laughs> like, her family was, like, mm. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, she was my friend. That's mm-hmm. so... And I would stick up to, for her, like, in front of our other friends, like, who were back at college. Because I was, like, mm, maybe don't do that about her. Because she got this as this going on. Because, like, I spent so much time with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, one day we just stopped talking. And, like, I don't know why. I don't know. Like, we didn't have, like, a fallout. Like, she just never answered me anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it wasn't something where I was, like, fully, like, boo-hoo crying. Like, oh, I lost my friend. Because I, once again, I didn't really like this girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy myself when we were hanging out that much. Like, she was just somebody there because all my friends weren't there in town. Mm-hmm. But, like, to this day, like, we'll look for, like, sex. And she's also, like, she has no social media. Oh. None. You can't find, like, she doesn't have a Facebook, Instagram. Even when I was friends with her, she deleted all that stuff. She had an iFunny. No. That's it. Okay. She has nothing. She has a Pinterest mm-hmm. that she, like, unfriended all of us on. But we found it, like, recently. And we'll, like, go through and be like, oh, did you see what she pinned the other day? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, it's almost like looking for a ghost. Because you can't find her. Like, mm-hmm. I can't type her on Facebook and be like, let me see what she's doing. Like... If we, if my friends in town see like sighty sightings of her, we'll like sneak pictures and be like, look who I saw today. Like, <laughs> but it's one of those things to where it's just, I don't know. Like, it's not like devastating in the fact to where like if I broke up with like Marlon mm-hmm. or if I stopped being friends with you, like I'd be devastated. But it's like, I don't know. It just cuts like a real breakup. Like I've never like broken up with a guy and been like really sad about it. <laughs> So I wasn't like sad, I was just more confused, which I guess is another way people feel when they yeah. get broken up with, like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Cause like this girl truly went ghost on me. Like we were fully having conversation and I never heard from her again. And this happened like 10 years ago. And if you see her like in the store or something, she mm-hmm. will like actively ignore you. Like she does not speak. I have been sitting across a, a restaurant from her mm-hmm. and she will, she like got up and left. Oh my God. It's very dramatic. <laughs> it, it feels it feels like, like we were like dating and mm-hmm. like just fell off with each other or something but like we just stopped coexisting and it's great because like i don't know i i wouldn't i wouldn't be okay i would be like no i i need to know what happened <laughs> but oh okay and i think that's a part of the reason it's like nobody knows why why like it's just one day you just decided no I don't want to be your friend. And you made that choice. And you just decided that on your own. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember one day, like, my phone accidentally called her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought she was trying to call me. So I was like, I'm not answering that. But I looked, I was like, wait, am I trying to call her? Like, this is so desperate. And I'm like, trying to hang up the phone. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But see, even then, she didn't scream my call. She just let it ring. Which is almost worse. I would have rather you just declined immediately and been like, uh-uh, I'm not talking to you. But it was like, you just let the phone ring. Like, you're just watching my face on your phone be like. And you're like, no. And you're stop. like, stop. 
are not coexisting no. anymore. No. Okay. Drenched in light. How did you feel about Okay, I was a little confused. I was I was disturbed. Yeah, and I didn't like I remember when I finished listening to it, like I was much with my face. I was just kinda like, mm. Mm-hmm. Like you coming in trying to take this little girl and be like, she is sunshine and like like it felt really culty to me almost. And like it felt like they picked her up and paid her grandmother to buy her. Yeah. And like, she's never coming home. Don't ask about her. She's our sunshine. And I was I was thinking as a grandma, I'm like, she's probably good with that. Cause Isis <laughs> Isis was a mess. She was a mischievous little handful. Mm-hmm. She scared her grandmother so bad. Cause I'm pretty sure the grandmother thought that that little girl was about to slay her throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I understand like being so young and just full of impulse mm-hmm. and having no one to really play with and just like just trying to experience life the best you can and like I guess the dad wasn't around and I guess the mom died and all she had was her brother but her brother was like out doing his own thing too yeah and my thing is I just didn't understand the impulse of like because my thing is like I'm the older sister I'm the first grandchild mm-hmm. and so Growing up, I spent all my time with adults. Like, even when my cousins came, my sister came, I did not play with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I was inside with the adults. And, like, to this day, the adults treat me like I'm one of their peers and I'm not, like, the same age as my mm-hmm. cousins and sisters, even though we're all, like, a year and a half apart. But, like, I didn't get, like, her impulse to just need to be, like, doing something because she didn't have something to do. I'm like, why aren't you with the adults? Mm-hmm. You don't want to sit with your grandma? You do want to like shut no. corn or like show peas or something? Absolutely not. You don't no. want to like a potato? You don't want to bake? Nope. Mm-mm. So that's what I did. <laughs> so I'm confused on why you weren't inside. <laughs> no, I, I I guess like as the baby and being raised as a single child, like the only child, mm-hmm. I understood like the want to be with people my own age and to like have an imagination and to be able to explore like my little world Mm -hmm. and like what all existed in it but what i didn't understand is like the want to get punished for it because absolutely not no absolutely not i'm not getting in trouble Mm -mm. Mm -mm. for no one you're gonna whip me no no (laughs) yeah i'm I'm not getting a whooping Mm -mm. no i will i will put that on one of the younger children i'm not (laughs) it's like that's on them not me but I think it was like so dramatic and kind of cute how she ran away into the the forest and she was like, I, I'm just gonna commit sauce on the side and like drown myself in this river, but I'm a walk in it first. <laughs> Which is strange <laughs> to me that like, because you, did you ever have to read anything in school by Virginia Woolf? No. Okay, she killed herself that way. Like she put rocks in her apron and just walked into the river until she drowned. Because obviously the rocks sunk her down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is intense. Yeah, because I just assume if you drown, you just... Like, I guess I don't really understand how you purposely drown if you're not going to, like, weigh yourself down. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, do you just dive in and just don't hold your breath? Yeah, that's the way to do it. But eventually your body is going to float up because of the fat. Yeah. Unless you're very skinny. Yeah. 
Yeah. Me and Kendall took swim classes together. Mm-hmm. She would just sink? Yeah. She would not float <laughs> on her back. Like, to pass, you would have to do the thing where you had to just kind of, like, have yourself float in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, in case you were ever, like... I don't know why they're scared. Like, if you ever... They're like, if you're ever lost at sea, you need to be floating upward so people can see you. Mm-hmm. She could not do it. Like, she would get in there and immediately start to, like, slowly sink down. She has no fat on her body. Never mm-hmm. has. So she just, like, sink, 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 sink. There's another... What is it? There's a swim... There's something else, some kind of stroke that she could never pass either because she can't... Is it a backstroke? It might be the backstroke because she can't stay up. Yeah. So, like, she would just... Sink. Sink down. I'm excellent at the backstroke. I'm excellent at swimming, period. Start I had swimming. to teach myself how to swim. Because <clears throat> every single time I would get in there, I would just drown. <laughs> so please keep this girl away from the pool. Yes, my mom was just like, please stop going to the pool. You don't know how to swim. I'm like, well, I done taught myself now. <laughs> like, I learned how not to drown. <laughs> I, have, I have come so close to death. Multiple times. My grandpa actually tried to teach. My grandpa was in the Navy mm-hmm. during like the Vietnam War, so he was very intense about everything he does. And one day he decided we were all going to swim. Like we had an above ground pool in our back. Well, no. Well, we had an above ground pool, but what he taught us to swim in was they have this like homemade pool. Like, okay. It's this part of their backyard. My grandparents have a really big backyard, mm-hmm. and they dug it out and they put a tarp in there, and there's rocks. There's also rocks behind the tarp, so it's very, like, sharp. It's not a fun pool. Mm-hmm. But we would beg to use it. We're like, no, this is what... Because that's what our parents used the pool when they were kids, and we thought it was so cool. You know, we had this nice... <laughs> legitimate Legitimate pool. pool. We yeah. want some of the rock pool. And he, one day, he decided he was done watching us, like, flail around, and we were going to learn to swim, and he just started chunking us into the water. Because oh he was like, your, your, your body won't let you drown, which is not true. Your that's... body will let you drown. Yeah. This works if you're a baby, because babies know how to swim, because mm-hmm. they were just swimming around amniotic fluid. So, like, their instinct is to just be swimmers. Mm-hmm. Now, we were past that point. We were, like, six and seven years old. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, you're learning how to swim today. And, like, my mom caught him just, like, chunking us in the pool. And she was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Those kids are going to drown. He's like, they're not going to drown. Your bodies won't let you. And she's like, yeah, their bodies will let them. Their bodies will let them drown. Kids drown in pools all the time. <laughs> but... She ended up putting us in swim lessons short, shortly after that. She yeah. was like, no, because <laughs> she's like, you're not going to stop going to your grandparents' house. And I'm, I can't be there all the time, so I don't know if he's going to be chucking you in the pools or not. you got to learn how to swim. you got to learn how to swim, for sure. Because um, that reminds me of the time, it was, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I think it was like at a YMCA where one of the kids died when they were learning how to swim because they had like all of these kids swimming around and like one of the kids drowned. I would be livid. If I was a parent? Yeah. I paid for my kid to die? Exactly. Not cool. No. Not cool. No. Because like I can only imagine like (laughs) My thing is like why was the class size so big? And like why wasn't it's like why is the class size so big that you can't keep track of all the kids? Like, if you, if, I feel like there should be at least max five kids to one watcher. Yeah, and I think that might be pushing it. Like, Mm -hmm. depending on the age. Like, if you're older kids, like, you probably know how to swim. You're probably just, like, learning, like, the technicalities. Mm -hmm. Cool. Babies and, like, little kids, like, I'm thinking maybe one to three. Mm -hmm. You're, like, in the water with these kids that don't know how to swim. 
Because it's like, realistically, what if they all fall into the deep end at once? Mm-hmm. You can't say five kids. No, you can't. Really, you probably can't say three kids. Nah, use your teeth. Arr. I'm probably coming up with one child. Like, and I'm a pretty good swimmer, but it's like, I don't know, fight or flight, stuff like that. It's like, I don't, because to mm-hmm. me, you shouldn't have that many kids in the pool anyway. No. That's stressful. But that's really dirty devastating and like that's what i think about whenever i think of like kids and learning how to swim i'm just like mm, i don't know if i could trust a system <laughs> to no, teach my other i'm kids. definitely having like a, a private swim teacher come like to my house mm-hmm. under this, my watch yeah in the scenario at the pool and i'm <laughs> like no you're coming to my house with just my child mm-hmm. and i'm watching the whole time mm-hmm. there's there's not gonna be any oops your child was just one too many children. No, 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 absolutely not. I think, oh yeah, so Mutsi was disturbing. It was disturbing to me how obsessed this man was of this girl who was actively like, no, I don't want to. And when I was listening to that, I was like, this has to be like of the time. Cause like that would not fly right now. No, cause she, he literally was just like, pinned this woman to the wall was just like where is she i i done paid for her to have all of this where is she i deserve her and the girl was just like oh no she just upstairs she just sleep and then he just goes in there and start kissing on her and like and i'm like i was like man this is definitely of the time i was just like absolutely not this is strict and then he finds her on the side of the road and he's like you're my woman we're getting married ripping up your check absolutely not sir and it's like you could have also spent that money (laughs) we could have done this together but no you want to go ripping up checks but doesn't he like get a job and betters himself yeah but then goes back yes Mm -hmm. yes and i'm just like wow this this is a theme yeah i was (laughs) like wow am i reading the conversion of sam again yes this is a theme it's like i want this woman i'll do better for her just kidding. No, I won't. Just like, <laughs> oh, I am this wrist and get tired. <laughs> I want all your money. This wrist don't get tired. <laughs> Rolling dice. Mm. My goodness. No, but yeah, I really did. I really did love this. This group of stories. I love Zora. Yeah. She has a sense of humor. She apparently used to um just do stand-up not comedian style but she would just tell stories mm-hmm. and have people laughing all day long i'm like i imagine i yeah, i can some see of these it are, some of these me i was like well you possum or pig you have to have like a sense of humor to get some of these stories off mm-hmm. because if you just tell them and you're too dry and you're just like wow that's sad that sucks for this person you're like no it's funny laugh <laughs> laugh <laughs> I said it's funny possum a pig was <laughs> it was just it was one of those stories where I was just like what am I reading <laughs> but like not like in a confusing way it's just like this is so wackadoodle time <laughs> like <laughs> so was um it was like Oh, God, I forgot what it was, but it was like a story about this dog and this rabbit falling in love with a rock. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was just like, what? 
uh, some of these I was like, you just wanted to get this off. You were like, <laughs> like slide this one in here too. Like, put it in there. Put it in two serious ones so they don't know what's coming. Because I didn't see that coming. I was just like, wait, am I reading? Oh, I forgot what they're called. Like specifically the stories about animals having personalities. I forgot what they're called, but that was hilarious. I felt like reading this, I didn't have to learn anything. No, because I was worried just because I know that these did come about during like the Harlem Renaissance. Mm -hmm. So be just hearing that, I thought it was going to be really like deep because all the stuff I know about the Harlem Renaissance, it's like very like deep stuff. It's not lighthearted. No. Like I'm thinking like Langston Hughes, I'm thinking Nell Larson. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to read like a bunch of deep stories. And these were just like... <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're no. kicking it. <laughs> we're cooling it. I didn't have to do any research. I didn't have to do any backstory. There wasn't where I'm like reading a story and being like, okay, what is this story about? Mm -hmm. What is this story trying to tell me? Like, I was like, oh, okay. I can just breeze through these. I don't have to like stop and be like, try to dissect what anything. What do I need to know? Yeah. Help me sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, her and Langston Hughes like try to do. They tried to write a story together, but then they fell out. So I want to know what that was I about. I want to tea. Yeah. Probably because he was like, can you not? Like, Yeah, basically. Because she's just like, I want to be funny. And he's like, I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> he, he was like, black people don't need to be funny. <laughs> we need to be more. We need to be serious. We need to be more. I like that she... I like how she um, captures the liveliness of black people mm -hmm. that yeah we deal with like stupid shit but we can be funny like, too like we can be jovial too yeah I like that is there anything else? I don't think so what's your rating? oh this is a 10 out of 10 because it was just it's just it's one of those things where I feel like I can pick it up on Every a low day it. yeah yeah like, I want to laugh. Let me just pick up this book. I'd also give it a 10. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed listening and reading to this. Mm -hmm. Reading to this. Listening to this and reading this. <laughs> like, there wasn't a time where I felt, like, dumb reading it. Or I felt like I needed to, like, like I said, like, go do backstory. Or just, like, look up what this meant. What that meant. What this meant. What's it trying to tell me? Like, it was just, like, I felt really nostalgic for, like, being young and just sitting and listening to adults talk. Because that's mm -hmm. just kind of how it felt. It just felt like hearing adults tell tall tales. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think it's good. Yeah. All right. Thank you for coming and listening to us to chit-chat. <laughs> I was going to say TikTok. <laughs> Not a TikTok. Um... But yeah, thanks for coming through and listening to us talk about hitting a straight lick with a crooked stick. Um, it was fun. You guys should definitely check out some Zora Neale Hurston. Like, white, black, anybody, like, just check it out. It's such a good read. She's so funny. She has a very unique perspective about writing about people of color. Mm -hmm. And I feel like anybody can really relate to these stories. And so you won't be disappointed. But if I am, you know, just leave it in the comments on the Facebook page. Maybe like, you disappointed me. <laughs> like, but hey, that's a conversation I'm willing to have. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I forget what it, which one of the episodes, but there is a poll out for you guys to 
let us know what type of books you want us to hear. I mean, to read about. What am I saying? She, Not words. What <laughs> What episode do you like to hear? Yes. Based on what books you would like to read about. There you go. Um, so yeah, you can also leave your recommendations on the Facebook page. Um, check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And give us a like, give us a share, give us a comment. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.